If you were a cereal, what cereal would you be? A killer. A kill. Oh, a killer cereal. That does. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We love making you suffer. Big fan. Oh. Uh, shout out to my boy, JD, who has been pestering me about shooting this thing because I want him to play the main character. And he's like, hey, I really like this script. Can we shoot it? And I'm yeah. like, I don't have a budget. Yeah. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the HPE Show. I am your host, Joseph Gallion, and with me, as per the usual, is Mr. Chase Gallion. Yes. Welcome back to the show where a bunch of artists talk about their art and talk about art in general. Yeah. Oh, Chase, how have you been? I've been good. What you been working on? Yeah. Um, honestly, I just did a premiere kind of mm-hmm. for a short film that I kind of cameoed in. Yeah. Um, and it was great. Really loved it. The premiere went well? Yeah. It's really cool. It was really I'm cool. glad it turned out well. Yeah, we met at like, you know, 5.30 or something like that. And then we got drinks and um, just kind of hung out at at the at the director's house. And we kind of just chilled. And then we all got together and watched it at like 8.30. That's sick. After Sunday yeah. on a projector. Oh, and on a projector. That's yeah. great. So I love that. It was nice. It was very good. What a good time. But yeah, no, that was kind of what I've been doing recently as far as yeah. work goes that's so, it yeah, it was fun Word. um so i've been it's kind of fun because even uh so my friend that i talked about uh during take it or leave it last episode i was talking to her and uh got to read her a bunch of the scripts that i just have on my hard drive that we haven't shot yet yeah or the ones that we're planning on shooting because I, I read her the uh the script for the what we're shooting for the uh the uh proof of concept mm-hmm. at the end of may um, which is super exciting, and she really dug it. But it was funny because I got to read through everything that I've done so far. Yeah. And um, I kind of forgot how good some of it is mm. and, like, how excited I am to, to get some of this made. Yeah. also realized a very weird trend. Mm-hmm. A lot of my stuff is really depressing. Mm. Um, because most of what we've made so far for HBE, uh, like, short film-wise, has been action or right. like comedy yeah and that's kind of it right where I, and we did the one dra- i say action only because of daniel and maggie i don't really know if my action was my go-to but right i meant to say comedy mm-hmm. but um because we did a, we've done a lot of comedy um and then we did like one drama and then one action with uh daniel and maggie mm-hmm. um but a lot of what i've written has some like thrillery kind of like actiony bits but it's all kind of like a little depressing. Yeah. Um, I have this pirate short I really want to make. Uh, shout out to my boy JD who has been pestering me about shooting this thing because I want him to play the main character. And he's like, hey, I really like this script. Can we shoot it? And I'm yeah. like, I don't have a budget. Yeah. Pestering is not pestering is not the right word. But um, I'm actually really excited for it. So it's called like Merciless Sea. Mm-hmm. And it made me want to write a lot more pirate things because yeah. it's just like that's such a fun like era mm-hmm. to mess with. I got one I want to do about, like, an old man telling his son a story about whenever he was in, like, the British or Royal Navy and they were attacked by pirates. Right. Um, I want to do that. I want to do, um, I don't know. I, have, I had an idea for, you know that game 
I think it's called Liar's Dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seen Pirates too? The Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean too. The bit where they're playing dice in a cup and whatever. Yeah. I want to do one of those like that, like, but it's an entire short film set on a pirate ship. Okay. While he's trying to beat Liar's Dice to save his own life. Because mm. he's just like some captive, and they're just like, this will be fun. And yeah. So this dude's like terrified, and they're all just playing for fun. Mm. So it's a very weird juxtaposition of the like personalities. I think th- I think that would be fun. Yeah. But um, kind of made me realize I was like, there's a lot of things here that I think have potential to do something. Yeah. Um. So it's like I'm trying not to focus solely on comedy. Right. Um. That was even a criticism Duke, my film professor, gave me while I was in film school. Mm-hmm. Was I always wrote something that was funny, and he goes like, "Why don't Why don't you write something serious? Like, can you not do that?" And I was like, "I mean, I can." But okay, gotta hurt my feelings. <laughs> Goodness, do you have any acting gigs lined up? Um, I besides D and D. Yeah, I got the D and D show. Um, and then no, honestly, I as far as any future acting roles, yeah, none on the docket. None, That's fair. None on deck. Right. I I had a few things that came up during the premiere. Like I, of course, yeah. you know, you talk to the director oh, and yeah. everything, and then I'm over like, here. I'm networking. Here's here's, here's some ideas. You know, Shaking here's hands. this guy. Yeah. So he he brought up a few fun ideas that he has. Mm-hmm. One for a feature that he wants to do for his next thing like that's his next thing what he wants to do we love that so he's Features i mean great. he was uh, to the point where he was like i just ha- i need i need someone to fund it and i was like word i, I was i will pitch in 30 dollars like 30 dollars let's go give it. um yeah you should be able to rent all your equipment right um, i don't see an issue with that <laughs> but yeah so it, you know he brought brings up a few of those things and um matt he's one of those awesome dudes that uh I I could see definitely working with like as long as I can because he's just one of those guys where it's fun to be around. Yeah, the same situation we have. Yeah, okay, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a good time. Definitely down. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about the D and D show for a little bit because we have had some new, um, some new. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, developments. I like that. That is the word I was looking for. And my brain did not allow me to think of that's it. That's cool. Um, that's life sometimes. Uh, so, so we we officially have a place to shoot, which is great. Yeah. Shout out to our people out at Cheeky Monkey, uh, which is a coffee shop in downtown Wilmington. Yeah. If you are in the area, definitely go go by, give them some business because they're really good people. Good people. Whether or not they let us shoot there or not, like it's just good coffee. It is. Um, and good people to be around. But so we officially have a place to shoot. So we're just figuring out shoot dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it would work for all of our cast and crew. Yeah. Um, which we, I am currently in the middle of putting together. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as when it, what would work for uh, Cheeky Monkey as well. Right. Because, like, yeah, it, there's so much pre-production and planning that goes into even the smallest thing like like doing a and d show, yeah. let alone doing a film shoot where you have to have every single thing and have specific shots and lines memorized. Even to, like, where you're hosting Lights, Camera, Comics, there's a lot of pre-production where it, it, right. you're going into, like, collecting the news, figuring out segments and everything like mm-hmm. that. What's it been like having to host the show now for, like, the last three weeks? Yeah, so it's it's definitely been a different game as far as um, prep and everything. Because, I mean, before, you know, it's just like I yeah. show up and then we do the thing. 
And I'm like, I don't have to worry about much. And then <laughs> now it's like, um, and it's not too bad. I mean, it's it's definitely you just it's has it takes a little bit more planning than it did yeah. before. Yeah, it, it it was weird because it was like not have me not having to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Oh yeah, because uh, it's nice to not to to worry about one less thing. Yeah, and just be here to show up and take care of it. Right, as new for me. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm still editing it, but still, it's like. It's just one it's, facet it's, you're oh not having gosh. to worry about. It's so nice not having to put together news. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! Oh yeah, we love making you suffer, big fan. Oh yeah, but <laughs> no, it's been it's been fun. Um, I've been able to kind of weed out things that I don't really feel like in the news are worth talking about. You know, like they'll say, you know, oh, rumor that this is gonna yeah, and it's like that's a show no a one cares about. Like yeah. it's just a rumor. Who who cares? Yeah, it's just yeah. So there's there's small things like that that, that is really smart because I think like even part of the issue why the podcast I don't I don't want to say it didn't work because it did. We had a followers like it was like a few, but we had yeah. a little bit of a listenership. And what you've done now is a weeded out a lot of like the issues with the the news collection because yeah. whenever we were doing it like what two three years ago, mm -hmm. um, it was just whatever news right. And I just like I'm putting so it in there. And as long as it was from someone who was like pseudo credible, because if yeah. it was by by like you know the Joe Smith right on Twitter yeah. who just said, "Yeah, my friend works on this show," and he said that this person's uh, getting their own television series That's because thanks Kevin Feige himself told them. Yeah, shut up. Said okay. No one believes. You. All right, pal. stop this. Yeah, it's that it's that kid who used to make up stories about his dad working for Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's just that's it's that same guy, but he's just grown up now. They've evolved. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> war's changed. Ugh. Even though war never changes or whatever, for Fallout, just guys and fighting guys. Just a couple of dudes. They're just a bit miffed. Couple bit of having dudes. a bit of a tip, a little disagreement, a little bit of a fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's definitely been different. Um, yeah, I, I liked I liked the the segments that we that we've added in. Um, mm -hmm. I think I, that's given it a, a big yeah. life. And I'm well. trying to still figure out if the placement of where those segments go are are good. I like the like I really want to focus on not to completely dismiss the news, but to to get through the news because yeah. I know that if we're able to get to because right now we're trying to grow. Mm -hmm. So like if we can sure. get through the news, the big beats, the big beats. and then get to the point where we get to show our personality and things that are going to be I agree. very yeah. like attractive to to listeners it, it's the the sense of individuality yeah yeah so because like a lot of people are doing podcasts about movies right yeah it's so there. what makes us us yeah some being goofs here's a couple of fellas just a couple just of fellas, a couple being fellas in, a, in a podcast closet. Uh, um <laughs> so that's pretty much uh that's what i've found it's just being it's it's cool because i've seen some stuff online um just like on tiktok and obviously yeah. i pulled from dimension 20 for the um for the headbutt segment um and just yeah it's fun to be able to kind of pull from things and be like oh that really works yeah like how can we do that how can we adapt um, that to be us and at least because I, like I, I feel bad because a couple of times not a couple of times um when i found the improv segment and obviously improv isn't completely you know subject to one creator like sure. everyone can do improv but i felt bad the first time doing it because i was like oh man i'm just completely ripping off the guys on tiktok that come in and say <laughs> all right i'm this character and um you know we're at a party 
And he's like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I pulled it from. But I was like, if we tailor it to us specifically and mm-hmm. we connect it back to the comic book movie news or just a specific cultural situation, then I was like, that's fine. And I think you're, you've done a great job with these last three episodes that we've been doing so far of making it topical. Yeah. Because, like, the first episode was right after Shazam 2 happened and all that drama with Zachary Levi confirming yeah. that The Rock was a big of a butt nugget, <laughs> apparently, from yeah. that. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, Dwayne. Allegedly. Please don't come bench press us. Um, you could. Um, <laughs> um that that had happened, and then the next episode, because of Indiana Jones, you had the idea of George asking Harrison to come back to play Han one more right. time, which I, so far out of the three, is my yeah. favorite. Well, and that, yeah, for me, that that's been the sweet m- spot. Oh, yeah, because we also, it was one that I, like, I knew that we were going to just knock it out. Yeah. Because, like, I remembered that you could do a George Lucas impression. It's like fun to do something. I knew that I was just going to be able to do the... No, no, like, no, no, no. get away, like Uh, that kind of deal. So it was for sure something that I was like, this is going to work. Yeah. And and it did. And I think part of the reason why it works is because you walked with it. Yeah. And which was great because you were consistently telling me no, which was obviously like not in the same sense of like, I don't know, the way that improv works is like the yes and thing mm-hmm. where it's like you build on it, which worked yeah. because you did do that while playing a character that was trying to say no to everything I was doing, which you hit a, a perfect little chord in there, yeah. which was saying no to what I'm saying, but also letting me take it way too far yeah. to have like a Jar Jar people in it and whatever. <laughs> and I think the new episode, the one that uh, it'll be out by this point, yeah. um, where we have James Gunn and like fans and whatever and people being annoying to him, mm-hmm. I think it worked really well. Yeah. Um, because even when we flipped it around and then you played James Gunn, mm-hmm. I was intentionally trying to build off of what you were improving right to make it even more heinous where i show up at james gunn's house yeah. <laughs> and, and your final joke that broke all of us mm-hmm. i think was really just the cherry on that cake oh yeah where we were able to walk and find the joke mm-hmm. because it's like it's a funny concept where can we take it to make someone laugh right and that's that's a very i think that's what makes uh lcc more exciting for me now yeah um Especially, like, because, you know, yeah, it used to just be we would talk about news. And then that right. was it. We didn't yeah. even, like, have, like... Yeah, it was, like, news topic. Yeah. yeah. And and we never really even talked about movies because then we would do, like, reviews in a different podcast. Yeah. Which I kind of like that we're making that the big topic because also it means it's a lot easier. Right. Um, which is, I think, okay because, like, if you're always stressing out to do something new, mm-hmm. then you're going to feel that in listening to it where it's like, all right, you guys are kind of stretching here. I don't know. Yeah. Which I think the new format works really well. Oh, yeah. Even, um, just a little bit of where we get to talk about like some of the like media that we're enjoying or yeah. uh, whatever it may be, whatever art that we're, we're appreciating currently. Yeah. I think is really nice. Cause we didn't even have that. Right. I think the last time. So yeah. it, it, it works really, really well. And like, I think changing this show that you're listening to right now, mm. uh, to be a bit more just candid. Yeah. And like, you know, we're not necessarily trying to find a joke every single five seconds. Right. Um, and it's just kind of like 
behind the scenes stuff of us being independent artists trying to make a following. Yeah. Um, because we, because <laughs> we want to do this. Yeah. For the like rest of our life. Like the joy that like okay. Hmm. Theoretical. Here we go. Hypothetically, time. Uh, we love theoretical hypotheticals. If, if you were in the situation. Yeah. Now this might be getting deep too because I know I'm, it cuts I'm into so okay other of your ties, but. If we got to a point where show's popping off, yeah, we're making a good amount off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, usually that you see a pretty solid amount of money from about eighty thousand subscribers. Yeah. So, and even ten, like, would would be enough to pay rent for the both of us. That's nuts. It's crazy to think about. But anywho, um, and that's on one day of recording, right? Being able to do that, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, so it's it's a thing. If we are to the point where we're making money, mm-hmm. and it is at this point we're creating, we're having fun, because I know that this has been on my mind. Would you consider moving to California? Oh, no. Huh? Right? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because I don't want to live in California. But that's then fair. again, it's like that's a good place to be for your career. Yeah. But at the same time, if we have a name, usually not every actor lives in California. Yeah. A lot of actors don't for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of people have been Especially leaving. if I'm a writer. Like, if I have connections and I get stuff sold off, I, you, you know, the, the idea of moving to California, I really do not think that and granted i haven't made it as a writer because i've I've not been i have not had a single script bought for me Mm -hmm. hopefully that'll change this year we'll see goals i can't wait for next year for me to be like all right guys so that didn't work out (laughs) no i do think the new goal is to get sold the goal is to get to be a sellout uh no um i mean that's the whole way that movies are made is people sell off their stories yeah um and i'd like to do that because i think i write some some pretty okay stories yeah um i was listening to alan moore Mm-hmm. Uh, on an interview for BBC, yeah. and he was like, you know, oh, as a writer, I think the first thing you should do is watch bad movies, watch or re- read bad books. And he goes, mm. and he was like, basically, like I think sometimes that's more inspirational because it's like I have to figure out why this offended me so much, so I don't do that. Because he's like, yeah. if you only read and watch like good things, you run the risk of copying that and being like. You, you you become a plagiarizer. Plagi- plagiarist? You plagiarize. Plagiaristic. Plagi- oh, plagiarisms. Big fan. Plagiarisms? So he uh. was... Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he was like, you know, like, you should read bad books. Yeah. Do bad... Like, consume bad media to learn from it and grow from where they left off. Because they mm. are already published. You aren't. Yeah, and it's like figure out what they're doing that you don't like, mm. and be what you want to read. Uh, that that new movie that's coming out, it's an Ari Aster film. The guy who did uh, Midsummer and Hereditary, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Bo is Afraid or whatever. The Joaquin Phoenix movie that's coming out, A twenty four. Yeah, I think it is Bo is Afraid. The the reviews for it is interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it's like from the reviews that I've read, and this maybe not be all of it, but I've either seen people really like it or really don't like it. And one of the things 
that I saw from one of the reviewers who said they really didn't like it was it was like Ari Aster made a movie that for him to enjoy and then his weird sense of humor. And I'm like, good. Yeah. That's what I want. Right. I mean, okay, so, and maybe this is a bit triggering. Um, <laughs> uh, I use that that word as a joke um, because the, apparently the like the runtime for mm-hmm. one of the movies, like so the three movies that I've been the most excited for this year okay. are Indiana Jones 5, uh-huh. Guardians 3, and Killers of the Flower Moon, which is Martin Scorsese's Western. Mm-hmm. The runtime for Killers of the Flower Moon has been revealed. Okay. What do you think it is? Oh, see, yeah. it could, it, it's going one of two ways because mm-hmm. he just had all that backlash happen for and a, for a three and a half hour three movie. And a half hours long. Yeah. Um, so it's going to go one of two ways. Either it's going to be just as long, okay, or insanely short. That's fair. If you have to say an hour and a minute, what is your guess? I want to <laughs> say close to three. Close to three. Close to three. You think it's over or under? Under. Okay, so like two hours, yeah, 45, like 2 around 45, that. 250. Cool. So it is three hours. Okay. And 54 minutes long. It's almost four hours long. Well, you know half of it's going to be people riding on friggin' horses. Can I tell you something? What? I'm so okay with it. But that's just, you just think that, though, because it's a Western. That is, that's why. Possibly You, you can't true. say it's not. <laughs> you're like because i remember when you showed me the good the bad and the ugly you're like yeah. oh dude it's such a long movie but it's like so great and then it's like well, it's I, a bunch I, of people i will standing. say i will say okay mm-hmm. you didn't even watch that movie i didn't yeah. I, I watched like 10 20 minutes You've and i was like my heart oh, okay um because it's a great movie i love that movie. Mm-hmm. um but <laughs> for westerns mm-hmm I wasn't even thinking about it like that. I was more so thinking, like, I want to see what Marty is cooking up, bro. Because mm-hmm. um, he do be cooking right. from time to time. And um, so, I, I like, Westerns, yeah, are a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a secret. However, I think a longer runtime for Westerns usually works. And whether or not you like Westerns, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't like slow-paced movies which the genre of western is very slow-paced and it's usually very lonesome and uh kind of isolated mm-hmm. that's kind of the things that like like logan yeah. uh, is a superhero movie about wolverine right but it, the genre is western because yeah. it is like the the way that the movie is made is a western film mm-hmm. um so like genre wise you can have cowboy movies without it feeling like a western like the right. remake of um the remake of Magnificent Seven, yeah, with like Chris Pratt and Denzel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got some Western themes to it, but it yeah. lends to a bit more of an action film than a Western. Yeah, than like say the original Magnificent Seven, or even the original movie the Magnificent Seven was based on, which was Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. which was a samurai film, which also has a lot of the same beats as cowboy movies or yeah. Western movies. Anyway. Well, that's where they came from. Right? Yeah, exactly. A lot yeah. of it was inspired by. The Samurai film, mm-hmm. which is about like a wandering one traveler. man show. Yeah, yeah, usually it's like instead of a samurai, it became a gunslinger, and mm-hmm. a lot of it was based off of that. Like, um, I forget the guy's name, the guy who made Yojimbo. Um, goodness, I'm gonna have to look up his name. Yojimbo. Um, Yo, Yojimbo. He's not. He's not Spanish. I'm sorry. 
doesn't everyone speak <laughs> Spanish? No, the the movie's name is Yojimbo. Uh, Yo Soy Jimbo. No. <laughs> Mi nombre? Yeah, you're you're hurting my heart, King. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Yojimbo, it was Kurosawa. Kurosawa, that's what it was. It was okay. Akira Kurosawa. You heard me the first time. I think so. Kurosawa. There mm-hmm. it is. He made a lot of the big samurai movies. Yeah. Like, he did a lot of those. So, this is 1961, right? And mm-hmm. then, um, it wasn't Ennio Morricone. That's the guy who makes the music. It was, uh, um, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite directors. I'm, I'm having a stroke over here, man. Um, He's drooping. Whenever... Um, Fistful of Dollars, which okay. I assume you have not seen. No. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was by Sergio Leone. That's mm. how it, I, I don't know why I had to, you ever have that where it's like, I'm trying to remember a word I use a lot and I just cannot? Never. I'm inhuman. Oh. No, that's actually, yeah. Quite, <laughs> okay. Quite frequently. Yeah. Um, Kurosawa like sent a letter to Leone mm-hmm. and he was like, I have seen your film. It is incredible. However, it is my film. Because <laughs> Fistful of Dollars is kind of beat for beat, Yojimbo. Well, I'm sure back in the day, too, like, there was no fact check or comparison. Yeah. They were just and, like... And that's mm. the first, like, really, really big Clean Eastwood Western. Yeah, that was the that first was, copyright yeah. strike. <laughs> yeah, YouTube existed back then. <laughs> <laughs> Kurosawa was like, hey... You get two more of these, buddy. You get two more and you're out of here. And if they're within, a, like, two months of each other... Oh, buddy. You're done. Oh, buddy. Goodness gracious. Uh, so there, there's been a long history of samurai films, like, uh, yeah. whatever. But to get back to, like, the, the topic of the runtime, right. a lot of that works for that. But, like, I the four-hour runtime is daunting. Yeah. Because I'm going to be seated when mm-hmm. it comes out. I'm going to go see that movie. Yeah. I understand that you will not be. Um, probably not. Yeah. Um, that's probably, that's one of those movies that I, after a certain runtime, do you think they'll bring back for a, 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 like intermission? Cause some showings of the hateful eight, which was like three and a half hours long, right. had an intermission with it being four hours long. I, I don't know with the increasingly longer, uh, run times that we've been getting. Yeah. And hateful eight came out like what? 2015. Yeah, so a good while ago. I'd, yeah, that's weird to think that that's almost 10 years ago. Right. Ugh. I wonder if the the intermission situation was a Tarantino kind of idea, mm. but also there was a lot of talk in, at that time of people doing intermissions because of the increasing runtimes of movies. That's true. I mean, even when Endgame came out, which was just three hours long, yeah. people talked about, like, is there going to yeah, be an intermission? I can't. There was, there was a long joke about, like, can't wait oh, I 45 can't, minutes. can't sit down here for three yeah. hours. It's, like, it's like, no, no you, you, do but it. you do it all the time. Yeah. Just go use the bathroom before. For the Batman, mm-hmm. I whenever we went to go see it back in March of last year, Yeah, that's weird to think that was a year ago. Yeah. Um, but whenever I went, to, whenever we went to go see it, mm-hmm. I intentionally used the bathroom and made sure I got it all out yeah. before watching the movie because I was like, I don't want to get up. Right. I want to be able to enjoy something start to finish. And I know some people, like uh, my friend Rachel, she uh, who I, I I was the director of photographer director of photography for uh, one of her 
her newest short, if I could finish a sentence. Mm-hmm. I do podcasts. Can yeah. you tell? Sometimes. Um, <laughs> um, she will watch movies in segments. Okay. And sometimes she starts it, goes uh-huh. to bed, and then finishes it in the morning. And not even, like, long movies. Is that just personal preference? She is just what she does. Because she'll be like, I'm actually kind of tired because I started it really late. I'm going to finish this in the morning. And I was like, but then don't start the movie. Watch it from. I'm trying to get her to watch Rocky because I've been on a big Rocky kick. Mm -hmm. And and she's like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll start it tonight and then I'll finish it in the morning. And I was like, no, Uh, do not. First of all, the first Rocky movie isn't even that long. Right. It's like two hours. Okay. So it's not bad. Yeah. And then the second and third one are also short. I think the third and fourth one are about both like an hour 40 mm-hmm. where it's like not much. Um, and then you look at like movies like Evil Dead, which is 80 minutes long. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, an hour 20. It's crazy that the standard runtime for the movies at one point was an hour and a half. Yeah. It is not that anymore. No, it's doubled. Yeah. Like three which hours is- isn't saying much now. Yeah, which is weird because it's like a lot of Marvel movies have done that lately. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, we're going to inch up on three hours. And it's like everything has, like, to the point where when Doctor Strange only had like an hour, two hours and 15 minutes, people were mad. Yeah. I was like, that's a weird thing to be mad about. Yeah. To be fair, that was because everybody went in with really weird expectations. How do you feel expectations have changed cinema? I don't know. We're, that was we great. live yeah. No, it's great. I'm good yeah. at this, man. Yeah. <laughs> they we live in such a time where there's a lot of um just information's out constantly oh gosh, all yeah. the time. We got like this little rectangle of yeah. stress that gives us information right. 24/7. Yeah, they they sent man to the moon with less power than what we have in our hands, which is insanity. Yeah. So, it's it's crazy that we have all this access to this information and like the things that we choose to be so uppity about, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like expectations in movies, just the way that the news and stuff has been going around. It's, it is, I do feel like to a certain extent it's ruining the experience. Yeah. Like we're getting, we're getting a teaser. We're getting a trailer. We're getting a fourth trailer now. Yeah. Like it's like, why I've, I've intentionally like evil dead, Rise is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a movie I, I do want to see. I am not watching anything else, but then like a YouTube ad will show up, and yeah. it's like here's some footage you haven't seen before, and I'm like skip 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 skip, skip yeah. please. And I'm I'm intentionally avoiding everything else from Guardians Three. They've done a mostly good job on their marketing, where yeah. it's just showing like sequences from the same scenes we've seen already. Mm-hmm. Um, the only new stuff that I've seen recently is just that yeah, Stallone's in it, and it's right. like good. Okay, I figured because he was in the second one, so. Yeah. And he's like James Gunn's friend, so let's go. Yeah, um, and I love that. Um, but like, there's been a lot of movies that got like you just see everything. Yeah, because it's like promotion, 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 and it's not promoted in an interesting way. Yeah, because and, and then I I think scoopers and journalism has has hurt the industry. Yeah, a little bit, especially for like big films. Right, because I think Doctor Strange, a lot of people had weird feelings on it and whether or not you like the movie or not, that's, that's up to you. Um, I'm mixed on certain parts of it. I think it was a fine movie, but, uh, but like there is some, some points that I do have contention with, but that's just art in general. Right. It's subjective. Yeah. Um, but like 
going into it, a lot of people were like, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man's going to show up and we're going to see everybody from every single part of the multiverse and blah, 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 blah. And then when you get into the movie and it's just a story about Doctor Strange trying to move on from past hurt. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I like this. Yeah. And But people were so upset because right. not all of their fan casts showed up in the movie. Yeah. I or, think ugh. I think it, it's definitely ruining the, the experience going in. But yeah. one thing that I think we can all agree on is that those little stinking kids should not have sang that silly song. Okay, yeah. That, 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 that was that, awful. I don't think it was that It bad. was awful. I think blah, it's fine. What? I'll turn your microphone down now. Like, uh, that was really loud. No. Like, in no way, like, in no sense Ice of that cream. world. Yeah. Like, you weren't an annoying kid at one point? I was, but I wasn't. On camera? <laughs> it was, I wasn't on camera, but also, like, what were Sam's words to the children? Okay, you guys remember your lines? Okay. So, um, we don't Sing want you it. to say it like kids. We want you to say it as if you're little, you, you know, choir boys, and you're going for it, okay? They. It's that like, was the whole point is that they made a song about wanting ice cream. No. Now we're just talking about no. how much cheesiness do you think a movie can handle? Have you seen many Sam Raimi movies? I've seen the Spider-Man trilogy and that. Oh. Yeah. So you definitely need to see Evil Dead. So I was not a fan. Of, I'm not a, I don't think I'm a fan of his stuff. That's fair. Honestly. I would like for you to see his things that it doesn't have any, like, property that isn't, like, his. Um, because, obviously, he has to deal with Marvel Studios or mm-hmm. Sony in both of those situations. So, I'm curious to see what you would think of, like, Evil Dead. Right. Which is, like, a horror film. Yeah. But it's also extremely campy. Yeah. Because it was made on a budget of, like, $50,000. Yeah. In 1981. Mm. Because it was just him and a bunch of his friends going out to this cabin. Right. And shooting a movie because they wanted to. Yeah. I, I get that. And it's just, I, the thing that gets me is like the Samisms or the Ramiisms. Yeah. That came out of the Doctor Strange movie. I was like, I, I don't like this. I did. Like, they, I like the, the weird camera stuff, the weird editing, I, certain things like that. I lost. So, yes, camera, like how it's shot, editing, I liked it. Yeah. There's some the stuff, stuff that, the act bad. Do you think everyone had a bad performance? I don't think movie? everybody had a bad performance, but the fact that some of those performances were bad overshadowed good performances. Oh, okay. Like that was my takeaway. Cause I, I walked out of the theater and I looked at Sierra and I was like, I don't like this. This is like, this was, uh, woof, mm. you know, like I didn't enjoy it. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know it, the, a big thing. That in the moment I laughed at and then afterwards was like, oh, was the kids. Like there's there's no friggin' way, dude. Cause like yeah. if if you're two kids and cause when does that even happen? When are they they're looking at their like demented mother getting ready to slaughter some people and they're like, <laughs> ice cream, yeah, yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Like, I get that kids don't socially <laughs> know how to, like, move yet. Oh, my gosh. But even kids would get that underlying energy of, like, oh, something's going down. What's a movie that you think hit the 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 line of too much campy but, like, stuck the landing? Where it was, like, it almost got too far, but it's okay. Is there a movie uh, that you can think of 
that got a little very camp. Always oh, the sneezes. <laughs> there it is. Apologies to everyone back home. Oopsies. It'd be like that sometimes. It do. It do. Um, the Scooby Doo movie. The the James Gunn Scooby Doo movie. Yeah. Which one? Both of them. Um, no. The second one. Okay. Yeah. I thought the first one was like a really solid one. And then the second one, we kind of. You don't like the second one? No, I I still enjoyed it. But from memory, it was one of those that did have the campiness to it. But we're still able to pull it off. Yeah. Well, the second one was a lot. It's interesting watching the, knowing the production behind those two movies. Because Mm -hmm. the first one was supposed to be like a PG-13, kind of more raunchy adult version of it. Not like Velma, but like, you know, probably you know, good. Uh, mm. yeah. But um, um, it was edited down to PG. Right. And then the second one was a sequel to that PG version, so they had more of a, like, a dedicated focus on, right, like, what it was supposed to wind up being. So it feels a bit more, I guess, concentrated yeah. on, on what the story is. Right. Um, as opposed to the first one, which has some weird stuff where it's just like, I don't know, uh, giant pink monsters and Mr. Bean is Scrappy-Doo, I guess. Um, And it's like, okay, (laughs) okay. And a lot of those things that he was supposed, like a lot of lines got edited out because like Scrappy was supposed to, I think, I think it was supposed to drop the F-bomb. No. (laughs) Yeah, because it was was early 2000s James Gunn. Yeah. So it wasn't Guardians. He was like, somebody's doing it. Somebody's doing it and it's the puppy. (laughs) Um... God. Which, if you're going to make anybody do it, that would be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but, like, there was a lot more edgy stuff in it right. that was supposed to, you know, skirt the line of certain things. Um, I, I, I can agree with that. I yeah. It's kind of a shame that we didn't continue that series, and maybe that's just nostalgia talking. Maybe. But uh, I wouldn't have minded a, a Scooby 3. Mm. I wouldn't have minded that. But uh, I don't know what you would do. But. Yeah. I mean, what about you, though? What do you think, like, kind of walked that line well? It's an acquired taste. Okay. Evil Dead. Okay. Evil Dead's weird. Um, See, I don't even know if I like Evil Dead. <laughs> I do. I do. It's just not a movie that... And maybe it's just because I'm not a much of a horror fanatic. Right. Or aficionado. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, I think, a lot of like old horror I like, but it's because of the camp and because it was like, like Basil Karloff's Frankenstein. Okay. That is extremely campy. Yeah. But it's extremely campy because it was made in the 30s, not because right. it was made to be campy. I, most Sam Raimi movies, if you watch them, mm-hmm. they're going to have a level of camp. Evil Dead yeah. was his first movie. Uh, and I do really like Evil Dead. And I mean, me being like, I don't know if I like it. That was dumb. Um, because I do like it. It's just, mm. it's got some heavy themes in it that is like, it makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Um, specifically stuff with the tree. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's very uncomfortable. Um, but at the same time, very good acting to pull that scene off. Okay. It's just like, it, it's it's heavy because they do a lot of like intense stuff in it. But then, like, I watched The Quick and the Dead, mm-hmm. which I looked up afterwards had, like, not great reviews. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah. And it was Sam Raimi's Western, and it is so campy. Right. But I loved it. It was great. There's a bit where, like, someone shoots somebody, and, like, you see 
the bullet, like see them through the bullet hole in their head, and they do like someone gets shot, and they do like a backflip. It's yeah, it's, it's so wild and right. goofy, but like I really dug it. Yeah, and it has like such a good cast. Like mm-hmm. the main character was played by Sharon Stone, and then there's like the secondary main character played by Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. The villain's played by Gene Hackman. There's a Gene Hackman's son is played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. It's like what the crap is happening here? Yeah, it's got such a good cast. And I really enjoyed the movie um, because it hit a weird level of camp for me. Right. That whenever all of a sudden I could see Sam Raimi running in with a camera and doing a crazy Dutch tilt zoom, mm. I was like, let's go. Because right. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Like, because Sam Raimi, you can tell, just likes making movies. Yeah. And it was fun seeing people who did complain about, like, the the – like the camera movement and the editing being like, what is going on with this? I'm like, y'all, this is what movies, this is what movies is where it's like, sometimes it doesn't have to be shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. Right. For a conversation. Sometimes things can be weird. And and I think that is just because maybe it's because Marvel as uh, a studio and a lot of big blockbusters, let me not just say Marvel because Marvel's had some really cool creative stuff. Like every James Gunn movie has, is not shot boring right um but a lot of marvel's stuff has a formula Mm -hmm. um and a lot of them feel the same and look the same and whatever and if you're not watching a lot of other movies you're just like taken off guard when someone else throws in their style Mm -hmm. um like sam raimi did for his editing and his camera work in that film and i'm not saying that sam raimi personally held every camera and edited every frame cuz he has editors and whatever he just has a style that he likes as a director yeah. i i know that's not like had to be said but i just want to emphasize that because every single person in the crew is very important but um i don't know i think quick in the dead i think sam raimi has an interesting style that hits right depending on the scene cuz yeah. it really depends on the scene. Oh, yeah. Cuz sometimes like and I like his Spider-Man movies. Yeah, two of them. I like two of his Spider-Man movies. Um <laughs> because Spider-Man yeah. 3 is I'm still nostalgic for it. Right. But you can see where some of the camp like went a little far. Yeah. Um specifically the Spider-Man doing his little dance groove. Now, right. I get where they were going with that. It's like, yeah. "Oh, this is what Peter thinks is cool." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, cool. I dig that." Uh this is bad though. Like, yeah. It's not this is not great. Right. Um, it's like you could have been a little bit more. Anything. Anything else. Don't like do be, that. be a greaser, you know, that's like yeah. doing his hair or something. Oh, my gosh. You know? I don't know. Not just because at some point it wasn't intentional enough to where people were like, oh, this is what he thinks is cool. And I think it would have worked. I think I really think it would have worked mm-hmm. if, A, there weren't some people like some of the ladies that he's like, yeah, it's finger guns. Yeah. If, if some right. of them weren't into it, just like keep having everyone being like, okay. Is that all um, right? But then, and yeah. then B don't have the sequence where he slaps the frick out of Mary Jane. Yeah. Because it, and because like, if you didn't have him doing a dance number, yeah, I think it would have worked. Right. Ish. Yeah, because it's yeah. like then how do we get into that situation? In the yeah, first because place? then he then he gets there, he's doing piano, he does a dance, does a whole thing in a restaurant, gets in a fight, slaps Mary Jane. I'm a monster, lightning strike. And yeah. it's like what just happened? Said we, yeah. And it's like it is such tonal whiplash that that didn't work. But you can right. tell it's also because Sam Raimi didn't want to have the symbiote in it. No, because he doesn't like it. No, and it's weird because Sam Raimi has such like big horror roots in yeah. what he does. 
that it would have been cool to see a lot of the scarier stuff from the symbiote because like him getting taken over and like the nightmare sequence that was happens in the comics and in the original 90s show yeah where it's like spider-man is like peter is being like fought over by like his red and blue suit Mm -hmm. versus a symbiote or whatever like that is a very weird visual i would have loved sam raimi to do that yeah but he didn't Right. Which is like, okay. I guess, I feel like it's probably just from Avi being like, you, put you have here. to do it. And Which, he's like, yeah. I don't want to, though. And he's like, no, you're going to do it anyway. Because you like, can well, tell it's gonna he, be wanted, bad. he wanted to do Harry and Sandman. Yeah. And you can tell that watching the movie because their stuff is good. Yeah, it's for the like most part. True. I mean, some of Harry's like amnesia stuff is a little. Nah, yeah, it's a little weird. But, but it's. I think it's just because it has to be jammed into this movie yeah. that's already way too packed. Right. But and yeah. it's if you look at it, it's literally like Sandman's a great character. Oh my gosh. Harry Osborne's Thomas a great character. Thomas Hayden Church, my boy. And then Venom's just if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, like it's just very I say we kill a yeah. spider. It's, it's literally like, that right, that man. condensed moment of where uh Toby Maguire's dancing just put yep. on a character. character. Yep. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So So that's my thoughts on, on campiness. Why don't we move into take it or leave it? Chase Word. I'm going to start with you, King. No. What are you taking? What are you leaving? Well, I honestly, I have had a lot of just self-doubt, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. in my ability to act, in my ability to, like, do my job, just all this weird stuff I don't really quite understand Mm -hmm. on just, I I can't do it. But um, definitely want to leave that. That's probably a good thing Um, to leave. Yeah, leave the doubt. Um, Doubt is suck. And then just uh, taking with me just some just a just a bit of a bit of confidence, a bit of confidence that everything's gonna be okay. Because mm. I think a lot of people, I mean everybody, we get caught up in our own lives, but we don't realize that like it, it's gonna be okay. Yeah, like you're still waking up tomorrow. Yeah, most likely you got another day. Yeah, so it's like, dude, just go to sleep. Go to sleep. It's going to be fine. Just go wake up. Sleep the stress off. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a nap. Just need some rest. Yeah. Eat some food. Take a nap. Wake up. Yeah. It's always good. But yeah, that's, yeah, simple, but yeah. I think think that's that's what I'm taking away. uh, Simple's okay. Um, For me, there's been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of like um, past hurt stuff Mm -hmm. that got brought up this week. Um, That was really weird. Okay. Um, stuff from like, ugh, I don't know, I'm skirting the, the line on some of it. Cause obviously I'm not trying to say names or anything, mm-hmm. but like some past relationship stuff that got brought up that was really weird. And then some, um, religious trauma, I guess mm. is a way of saying it. Yeah. Um, just from like a community and everything that, um, I've stepped away from in certain things, uh, some time ago. And, uh, it, it's weird. It's just like certain memories have gotten brought up again. And I was talking to, uh, my friend about this. I don't even know if she is okay with me saying her name. She probably doesn't care, but I'm going to skirt the line for now. Mm-hmm. We'll call her Gail. Okay. Gail. That's a yeah. good name for it. Frick it. Um, she, I was talking to Gail and she was like, um, she, she 
basically said about like specifically a, one of the relationship things she because I, I was like really frustrated because like all of a sudden this random hurt just came back i was like what is this yeah and she said something along the lines of like you know i think you are over it mm-hmm. and i don't think you give yourself credit for getting over and all this other stuff but it's still going to hurt and that's okay. right and it's going to hurt from some time and it may hurt for forever but you are over it and you've thrived after it. And I was like, Oh, not she's right. Because I haven't like, I moved on and now I'm like, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. I brought back things that matter to me. Yeah. Like, like doing this podcast, like making better relationships and friendships. And then even like, hopefully getting a movie made this year. Yeah. Or at least bought fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed and praying. Uh, that's the main one. But, um, but like that, that meant a lot to me. It was like, I guess what I'm saying is I'm leaving behind uh, the thought that I'm captive to a past I don't like mm. to get real heavy with it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm moving forward with celebrating the things that I like. Because um, I think I realized that part of the reason why I was so miserable when I was in the relationship that got brought up again mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. being very coy, um, I think part of the reason why I was so miserable is because I just didn't do anything that I liked. Mm. Um, I had stopped writing a lot, and I kind of stopped spending time with a lot of people. I was only around her, and she wasn't supportive of like at all mm-hmm. about certain things she like second guessed a lot of things that i did and then also was like said a lot of negative things in general especially even about my likes and interests right and uh and that does weigh on you and i don't think i realized that until afterwards because it was like yeah i was very new to that and yeah. uh and, and going through that was really weird so it's like mm-hmm. it's nice knowing that what i'm taking with me is a healthier community Mm. of people yeah that a love and support me and b empower me to be and do what i feel like i was made to do right because like i don't think i could live without creating yeah because like that's that's what i feel like i was made to do you know right um so that that's what i'm taking that's what i'm leaving nice so uh guys Thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. If you want to follow the show, you can follow us at Heroic Power ENT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me at uh, it's joseph.ss.gallion on Instagram, mm. uh, Captain JSSG on Twitter, and then Joseph underscore HPE on Letterboxd if you want to know all of my thoughts. Chase, where can they find you? You can find me um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, all the jams. I think I have Letterboxd. I don't use it, so it's you got not like, like a, a fan page on on Facebook. No, or are you just oh, you just getting friends on Facebook. I just I just have you just getting friends. friends on Facebook. You're just I guess friends. Yeah. Come be Chase's friend on out. Facebook. Yeah, don't got many. Don't got many. Oh, but uh, just look up Chase Galleon. Um, also Chase dot Galleon or Chase underscore Galleon. It's it's all over. You'll find Chase dot Galleon one. Chase dot Galleon one. Sometimes That's one of them. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm always out there. You never know. Yeah. Goodness gracious. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next week. And for our entertainment, I'm Joseph Galleon. And I'm a bit of LaCroix. I don't know what that means, but goodbye.
The HPE Show is a part of HPE Radio, a heroic power entertainment broadcasting network. The show is created by Joseph Gallion and Chase Gallion. Recording, editing, and music by Joseph Gallion. Thank you so much for listening. Have a blessed day.